podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Cop and Fracas, powered by Just Like Media Group. I'm your host, Chris, and joining me this week to talk about all things in the world of LFC, even though there's been no football, um, an admirable effort from the boys, as always, jumping on. I've got Peter, I've got Mark, and I've got Mush. Gents, how are we doing in a barren club football week and an absolutely horrific international football fortnight? <laughs> I'm good, man. Do you know what? It's, it's nice. It's nice to actually, you know, when you go through the various stages of like a post-breakup, like first you have, <laughs> you're missing them, then you're hating them. Then now you realise, you know what? I'm, I'm ready to get back out into the open world, man. That's how I feel about Liverpool. I'm, I'm ready ready to get back out in the jungle, man. Let, let, let's get a mix in, man. I'm, I'm ready. Mushy's on his live, laugh, love there. I kind of like that. I respect it. Yeah, I'm all good, I, man. I, 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 like, I needed this break, like Mushy. I needed to not see them, man. For a while still, I needed, to, <laughs> I needed this break. But now... I'm, yeah, I'm interested to see what they got cooking up. Like, surely they must have like some a bit more cooking up for us. Obviously, a lot of guys got rested. We'll talk about that, and people come back from from their breaks earlier. So yeah, let's see what the boys got cooking up. And it's also nice to to pod with Mush. I ain't podded with Mush in a while, so let's see what he's got cooking up as well. I'm back, man. Let's go. Listen, mate. It was nice. It was nice podding with Mush last week. Um, that was. Hey, a, you know what? I was so excited about podding today, just for how fun the OP was. <laughs> I you was guys were pod. missed. You guys were missed heavily. I need to listen to that. That that patron content. That 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 that's super. That's grown folks patron content. It's it's the content still. Yeah, man. We 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 did that the weekend that Doctor Umar was in London as well. So it could be it could have been a bit spooky <laughs> for us still. <laughs> Mark, brother, how are you, man? I'm good, man. I guess I echo everything the guys have been saying in it. Like I've needed a break from Liverpool. Um. And I've just wanted to see how we bubble over like throughout this little period, in it. Um, in terms of like what happens going forward, I want to see some fire from a couple of players, and we'll get into that during the pod, in it. Like a couple of players need to come back with a fresh, renewed lease on life, in it. So we'll see. Yeah, it's one of those ones where you know when you have like a bit of a like a little bit of a, a bit of a shit week, you think. Oh. I need to like kind of realign my my priorities here. I need to focus yeah. on what I need to do to improve myself. Those self reflection weeks when you kind of like life hits you a little bit too hard in certain aspects. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll be talking about uh, those certain individuals. But as we alluded to earlier on, the Copper Frackers Patreon page is where it's at. Um, all for the low low price of three pound, or if you're um, an American subscriber, twenty five cents. So you're getting a really good deal at the moment. Um, yeah, as we, as, we, as we alluded to earlier, uh, we brought back from the dead uh, in Dr. Christian's Frankenstein lab of magical mysteries, um, AOB, uh, myself, Mush, Julian and Fahi were on there. We talked about literally anything and everything bar Liverpool Football Club and it was an absolute riot. Um, so do check that out on the Patreon page. And the latest instalment of the Bantix Pod featuring uh, Peter uh, and Mike and special guest Mark, which was a really good listen. Uh, I kind of caught a little bit of that this morning as I was on my commute to work. Um, some really good in-depth analysis from the boys there. And there's going to be a lot more coming through as the games get thick and fast in October. I think we've got some stupid amount of games that are playing. I think it's around like 10 games or something that's coming up. So there's going to be a, an absolute plethora of content, free pods a week bonus uh, uh, alongside your main. So it is the perfect time to subscribe to the Coffee and Breakfast Patreon page. Again, from £3 a month. You can subscribe today at www.patreon.com forward slash cop and fracas. 
let's get stuck into this week's pod. And yesterday was a weird one. Um, I say yesterday. Well, when this goes out, it would have been Monday. Uh, for Mr. Trent Alexander-Arnold, I think his whole England tenure, especially under Gareth Southgate, has just been odd in general. For me, Trent, I, uh, Trent for me, he's quite clearly the best right back in the world. I think everyone in this group uh, agrees with that sentiment um, to, to a point. And it just it seems really odd that Southgate can't find the way to utilise one of his more creative players. And it, again, you can possibly label the same um, thing to Jack Grealish as well. As we've seen in the past, he has no idea how to use him. In a way, James Madison to an extent as well. But I want to ask you guys kind of what your thoughts were on this whole Trent situation. We know what the agendas are going to be like. It's like ah, Trent's not good enough to not play the system. He can't play in a three in the back. Ah, nah, 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 nah. So, yeah, I just wanted to kind of get you guys' lowdown on it, really. I've, we've got three really good tactical and astute minds uh, in the booth this week. So, yeah, let's get stuck into it, man. And Mush, as the returning, as the returning uh, elder statesman, <laughs> I want to get you on first. Oh, God, what? James Milner of the pod, yeah? Um, no, I... Uh, <laughs> that's no, Ellis. There, <laughs> there, there are yeah, a few I was going to say, that's, that's Ellis, that's not you. That's that's Ellis. Ellis. I'm Hendo, I'm Hendo, because we're, <laughs> we're only actually... I think we're only two weeks apart in age as well, so uh, I'm literally Hindu in that sense. But um, but yeah, it's uh, I've got actually got a lot of managed to collect a lot of thoughts after the whole reacting to the news thing. Firstly, I'm I'm kind of disgusted at the same pundits, journalists, fan accounts who rip Trent to shreds every week, every three days now have decided it's a travesty that he shouldn't be playing for England, yeah? So... If the, only Mar- one who's been, the only one who's been consistent with it is Henry Winter, and that's, yeah. I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure he's got, like, some form of, like, general hatred against, like, Gareth Southgate, which, I mean, fair enough. To be fair, the only two who are consistent, you're right, Henry Winter and, and Gary Lineker, always. I mean, yeah. he's a big... Yeah, Lineker, yeah, it's consistent. Yeah, so I, I'd say that's the first thing, right? It's very rich coming from a lot of people. But the next bit is, I think... I think people have their Liverpool hats on and they're not thinking from a player perspective because everyone who's kind of in the Liverpool fan base, even us as fans, we've all kind of taken this approach of like, oh, this is great because Trent will get lots of rest and he'll be nice and fresh for Liverpool and he'll know where his kind of commitments stand. But I think the other thing that people are kind of ignoring is, guys, if you were a footballer, yeah, Playing at the World Cup is one of the most exciting pinnacles of your career. It's like one of the things you look forward to most. How would that not affect your, not confidence in the sense of you're thinking you're a bad player, but that feeling of missing out on the two, three tournaments you're going to be able to play as a, as a top-level professional? And, and I think Trent feels that a lot. Like, I don't know who it was. One of the journalists was talking a lot about Trent's a really smart guy. Like even when you watch, it's a weird reference, but when you watch the player stuff, when they're doing stuff with them, Curtis Jones, for example, a lot of them talk about how smart Trent is and he's always looking to learn and educate himself. So someone who believes in being global and broad-minded, missing out on the most global tournament and most recognised tournament in the world is, is going to hit him hard, man. So I think everyone's looking at too much from a selfish perspective of Liverpool and everyone's ignoring the fact of, a top player is missing out on playing the best tournament you can play in football in terms of significance. 
Interesting stat I've literally just come across now. Uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold's completed 90 minutes or 120 if the game went to extra time in more major finals for Liverpool, six, than he has competitive matches for England, five. Yeah, it's crazy. That's it's mad. Crazy. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree more. So I think, so like, it's more of like, I'm kind of conflicted in, in certain, this kind of instance where like, I feel as, as a player and as a human and on a human level, Obviously, I feel sorry for him because, like, of course, you'd want to play at that World Cup. You know what I'm saying? Like, I said, you only get two or three chances to play at such a prestige tournament. So I feel sorry for him in that sense. But um, obviously, like, yeah, like a selfish point of view, I when, when we when he's been dropped from England before, he's come back like with you know what I'm saying with with, with a lot of um, intensity. He's come back willing to do better, and we've seen him before. And he's, I'm saying, proved himself. You know what I'm saying? He comes back like Batman, like I am vengeance. You know what I'm saying? But um, <laughs> that's a good reference. I think it's more. What from my point of view, I think it's more. Um, it's more damning on Southgate personally because, like, this isn't a year into Southgate's tenure. You know what I'm saying? If this is what 2018 Trent just came on the scene and it's like, oh my god, this new wonder kid. How do I use him? Mm, I'm not too sure. Then you know what I'm saying? Cool. But he's had Trent his whole time as an England coach. You know what I'm saying? He's, so his whole five or six years. And even, okay, so after the last Euros, we done well. He took Trent, but he didn't really, well, no, Trent got injured. Um, so he, did, he couldn't go, but he did choose him. And then since the Euros to this, um, to this um, World Cup now, he's had plenty of time or plenty of fixtures to try and maybe figure out a system to kind of use him. But he hasn't. You know what I'm saying? He hasn't. So it's just, it's just, it's my thing where it's like, and I do kind of feel sorry for Southgate in the sense that there isn't many progressive international managers and international football isn't like club football. You don't get a lot of time with teams to implement a system and tactics. You know what I'm saying? You have to kind of choose the players you kind of trust, but nations leagues games and friendlies are for this purpose so that you can find a system that you can settle on and that you can find those players that you, tr- like you trust, but we shouldn't still be in a situation where, we're going to a World Cup and it's like, oh my God, who, who should I choose? Okay, I'll just take Trippier because I, I know him or whatever. Or I'll just take... Like, you're not putting yourself in the best situations. You're not playing... You're not picking the most talented players like Madison, like Grealish, like Foden, like Bellingham. Like, he, he doesn't even know how to use them properly. You know what I'm saying? You're still using Bellingham in a protective double pivot in front of a back three. It's not his best position. Foden as well. Yeah. It looks like he looks a bit uncomfortable in that system. It was arguably, arguably so many players that look kind of uncomfortable in that system and he doesn't know how to use them. So... It's more of a case of, it's not that Trent is a bad player. It's more of a case that I don't know how to use Trent. So there's no point in me taking him. I'd rather just kind of take another player and another position that will help me because no point in him sitting on the bench, which is what I think Southgate is doing. But bro, you've had a long time to sort this out now. Like it's getting beyond the joke. You've had five years, ample years to kind of work out how to use such a great talent like, talent like Trent. That's a big thing as well. It speaks more to Southgate's deficiencies as a manager than Trent's yeah. ability as an actual player. Um, I've never understood this whole the whole what an actual international football manager does. So you see Southgate every week in week out at all these different Premier League games assessing his players. What are you doing tactically behind the scenes in that time? Because it's not like you've got a game a week. You've got so much time to plan for this stuff. You've got you've got more time to do analysis, to do the video work, to put all these little pieces together to kind of, you know, solve your puzzle for these big national tournaments and to spring, you know, even to spring a surprise or two. You know what I mean? Not, I'm not, not talking like, you know, some of the clarion antics, I say clarion antics, when, you know, like Louis van Gaal was changing the goalkeepers before penalty shoes heads and stuff like that. That's just like, that's just gamesmanship at the end of the day. But there's little things where you could do to, you know, okay, we're going to change the formation a little bit. We're going to tweak and change things so I can put player X and Y in and they could cause more yeah. of a dangerous impact. 
what the hell are you doing? Like, bro, are you just like, I'm, 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 I'm porn hub, but like all the time, so like, what's going on? Man? <laughs> what's Chris, going on? Chris, one thing on top of that as well, bro, you're completely right. So you're, you're managing and all you're doing is observing players. Literally. You, you don't even train them. You have no time with them. You see them once every 10 yeah. weeks, a few days, right? So you can't even use the excuse of on the training pitch or in, in other games, X has been a better player because you don't train them. So all you can do is apply how they good they've been for their clubs. So fair enough, even if we want to be extreme and say 2022 has been a bad year for Trent, so the club form doesn't warrant it. Like Pete is saying, the last four years where Trent is at the top of the assist table, chances created table, most passes into the final third table, Trent is topping everything. You just need to plug and play him because you don't train anyone anyway. Oh, this is the thing. It's, it's, again, this is the thing. It's no different. To, I mean, we do it on a week-to-week basis when we watch all these different teams from across Europe play and think, he's good. I would Let's think about how he could fit in the Liverpool system. Just yeah, yeah, translate, right? Yeah. Like, come on, what it's are you doing? Like, especially with the players at Southgate's disposal. Yeah, I think there's so many ways you can work around having Trent in the side at a right-wing-back slot because... Um, I think before the Germany game, they hadn't scored a goal in open play. So I think it was one goal in open play in like six hours or something like that. So why don't you include your most creative player? I think you could have a Reese James in the right centre-back slot. And oh, you forget, you forget, Mark. Trent's not a creative player. <laughs> he's a creator, if you want to be pedantic. No, he's a creative player to me anyway. Um, but I think you can have Reese James at a right centre-back slot and I think you can have... Trent just outside him, and that would work very well in tandem. Like Reece James understands, Reece James understands very well how to play at right wing back, and he would be able to cover for Trent's deficiencies defensively. And Yak um, had a very, very good thread about um, about defensive work and how all of them defend slightly differently. I feel like he's completely right in saying that Trent is the best interceptor out of all of them, but he lacks the attributes to be good defensively because he's quite slow, he's quite gangly, he's not the strongest, as opposed to James, who's really strong and quick and is very physical in a tackle, and Walker, who has amazing recovery pace. But when you have players of those ilks that complement, well, have, I guess, attributes that complement each other, you can add two of those together. You can have a Reese James at right centre-back or Walker at right centre-back and then a Trent just outside that would progress play and allow you to break forward because a lot of times when I see England, they look very tepid on the ball. And having someone like Trent that's able to play the type of passes he does, be as progressive as he is, would help them immensely. Um, funny you mentioned the Van Gaal thing, by the way. I got slaughtered for that. I cussed Van Gaal and I said he's not Man United's slave saviour, sorry. And I had like South African Twitter, Indian Twitter, all on man. I had maybe like 20 20k, 20K mentions. It's on man. But do you, do you know what, guys? Like, Marco, I completely agree about the profiles thing. But this also goes back to what Chris is saying, right? You don't train these players. Bro, just ask Rice. Like, So you want to maximise the best possible players. I would say best, meaning world level, I'd say Sterling, Kane and Trent would be like world level, right? So all you do is ask Rice to be Fabinho, slot in. All you do is ask Saka to play Salah's role and drag that man inside and then you just make the room for Trent to do the one thing he does amazingly. Like, I don't know, man. I, Southgate just, it baffles me because he's just alienated everyone now. Like Brexit Twitter's 
abandoned him. Everyone's abandoned him, bro. I was looking at the content today. Southgate out is in every demographic out there in the UK. But do you know, and do you know what's funny? Like, I remember at the 2018 World, um, 2018 World Cup, I think, yeah, 2018 World Cup, I think Trent played in like, a, was it was it like the third place game or something like that? Or, oh, I can't remember. It was, it was like a very like not meaningful game in, in, that, in that World Cup or whatever. And then like he played well or whatever, but he didn't really play in the tournament as such. And it was like, okay, after 28 World Cup, we're kind of kind of, it looks like they were going to, kind of integrate him and make him part of the system. <laughs> 2022 happens and we're actually still at the same crossroads with him. Are we taking him? Are we not taking him? How are we going to use him? This, that, like, but it, it and it's, it's more, it's not just Trent as well. Like, fair enough, if you wanted to kind of um, go with James, cool. You think James is a better player? Okay, cool. But he doesn't even, like, James doesn't even look that good in, in, in England straight either. James is not That's replicating the, the same. That's James the funny thing. Replicating the same form that he has for Chelsea for England, he's not. You know what I'm saying? He might look a bit better than Trent, cool, but he's not replicating the same form. So um, it's a, it's, a, it's a fair like select few players that kind of look good in this Southgate system, which is crazy to me. And he's insisting with this kind of three at five at the back kind of system, but so few players look good in this system. So why are you insisting on it? It makes it, it's, a, it's it's insane. It's it's typical British stubbornness in a way because like this grit and grind style that we've done to get us to this point can keep us going forward there's no need to adapt there's no need to change things you know what i mean yeah, we keep sure. the staples and we keep it moving but tamori tamori is not playing he's behind relegation battlers and guys not making match day squads Takaya tamori who is serie a league winner playing in the champions league literally him and kalulu are like the best two so, defenders right. in question Mush. what about so okay from the other point of view what would you say to the People that are saying, okay, but Southgate got us to a semi-final in 2018 and a final, um, whatever, in, in last year. Like, so he's, he's proven what he's doing by picking Maguire and all this stuff. What would you say to them? Because obviously there will be some people that are saying, he's got us to a semi-final and a final. You know what I'm saying? That's progress. I'll say look at Klopp. I'll say look at the place that Liverpool are at the moment where we do need a change and we don't need to be playing Henderson and Milner, but he's still insistent on that. Like, there's definitely ways you can change a squad and improve a squad. Over time, you have to be progressive throughout the years. And what you've yeah. done in year one might not work the same way in year five. You yeah. have different players, you have different teams playing against you. Like Teams have kind of sussed you out now. You need to kind of implement a new style. So that's what I would say personally. Mm. So to jump in there, Mush. No, 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 no. That's fine, bro. What I would also add, I mean, to be honest, this is just an enhancement of Marco's example. I'd, I'd use Germany. You got to the 2014 World Cup final. Next thing you know, 2018, you couldn't make it out of the group. Yeah. Group of players. So just because one group of players have delivered, they get older, systems get worked out, form changes, confidence changes. You think any human being, even on a personal level, you think any human being you meet is the same person you meet in four years' time? Of course not, man. Like, it's... No, I don't blame Southgate for how he was in 2018. Mm. But to have what he has now... And just trying to ram it into this template he's got is just the laziest, most, you know, it's it's just so inflexible, man. It's it's really poor. But again, this is this is I know this is arguments about Trent, but you boys will all we all did it in the group. We're like, good, Trent gets a rest all summer, blah blah. Trent's not gonna be resting summer, bro. Trent's gonna be crying into his duvet because he's not gonna be at or, or in November, because he's going to be upset that he's not at the World Cup. The, he doesn't the, want the, to rest. The more frustrating thing is, he's probably more likely going to go, and he's probably going to play 
15 minutes. Yeah. In, in group game three. That, that, yeah. That's what it's going to be. That's what's going to annoy me. He's going to play against. He's going to play against Iran. Launch off a rocket. It's going to start a world war. Like, oh, for fuck's sake! Yeah. I also like to. Think, I generally like to think there's also an AC Milan pod having the exact same discussion we're having about Trent but for Tamori. Uh, in, in a multiverse, there's there's definitely like a you know heavy. Oh, what's going on? <laughs> kind of conversation be because at least yeah, Trent they should be good, good players in his position. Flipping Tamori struggling with crap players. So yeah, man. You are correct, though. Like in, in, in what we said before, there are certain players that obviously do fit this uh, fit this system for what Southgate wants. You know, you look at Trippier. Fair enough. They, Trippier is the one player I look at. I go, that's completely fair. I think Sterling as well. I think the system it suits Sterling individualism. Like, there's, it's not obviously the attack hasn't got any patterns of play. So, <laughs> you know what I'm the attack literally has no patterns of play. So. It. Yeah, it's just there, like, I, I could just float around and kind of like pick a position wherever I want. That, that's that's great. Sterling to a team, so, yeah. It's, <laughs> 20, it's 2014. It's kind like Chelsea as well, isn't it? In terms yeah. of yeah. Uh, I got that, I got that false nine responsibility, but with no false nine responsibility. This is great. Sterling, I love this. man up, accelerating past man. <laughs> Brendan, <laughs> Brendan, tip of diamond Sterling, man. We love to see it. <laughs> hey, man, love to we see it. Replace. We cannot replace. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it, it is interesting. And I mean, I think it's more of like an England question to, to, to an extent than a Trent question. I mean, we, 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 we cannot deny the quality of Trent. It's, it's absolutely everywhere. I actually generally think it's actually insulting that some people um, are doing this. You're kind of like, Using this as an opportunity to kind of doubt Trent's uh, quality, especially the creative stuff. The creative one that I saw this weekend was just absolutely absurd because there was literally a, a David Beckham comp that came up like what, like an hour later from the re- official Real Madrid comp. And I was like, I've seen this before somewhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've seen this exact style of play from someone who's doing it from right back. So, what are we doing at this point? It's kind of like what Mike alluded to earlier. It's like it's weird point scoring for the sake of point scoring. But, but yeah. It's a, uh, it's not on. Any, any last words on the on the Trent conversation before we uh, before we move on? No, not particularly. I just hope that obviously he's able to kind of, um, yeah, just come back with a vengeance and obviously hopefully replicate his form that he has done for us in previous years. That's it, really. But best way to get the revenge, Trent, is to do a, you know, a lovely pass that splits the lines, goes straight to Jota's feet, and it goes straight in the back of the net. Ten minutes in against Brighton on Saturday, that'd be absolutely perfect. But that, that's not that's great. That's that's just spamming crosses, doesn't it? Yeah, it's it's a spamming crosses. That's yeah, just yeah. spamming. Again, yeah. I'm pretty sure I saw David Beckham spamming crosses in that video as well. So it's interesting. Um, let's move on to a topic that we uh, was discussed in last week's pod. Um, actually, let's have a quick commercial break. UEFA Champions League football is streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Nine months of heart-stopping, hold-your-breath exhilaration is underway with the biggest stars, top teams and craziest fan bases across Europe. Watch every game from the group stage through the knockout rounds as Benzema and Real Madrid defend their title against Liverpool, Man City, Chelsea, PSG, Barcelona and more in football's biggest club competition. So don't miss a single sweat-soaked second of regulation time, stoppage time and extra time and stream every match of the UEFA Champions League live exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Before we do that. And we're back. Thank you very much to the people, the lovely people over at Paramount+. Plus. Uh, you can watch Champions League on there. Um, let's double back on a topic that was discussed last week between Peter and Mark. A uh, really good segment. If you haven't listened to last week's episode, please do. Uh, they ranked all of the signings from the Klopp era and put them into some distinct categories. 
one of them had Twitter in an absolute shambles where the, <laughs> the faceless accounts came out. Um, there was all sorts of madness going on. And it was because Nabi Kaita was placed in the red category, which means he was a failure. You are a failure. You are a failure. You will <laughs> never make it um, at Liverpool. And Peter, I'm, I'm going to turn this back over to you because I think what you guys discussed was absolutely fair. The rationales you gave to the people you probably shouldn't have been replying to were fair. I'm going to give the floor. I'm going to, I'm going to give you the floor to speak your lovely words and convince the people that weren't convinced before on why he is a failure as a Liverpool player. Do you know what? Okay, so when we done this, um, this kind of segment, and I, I posted it on Twitter, and I was thinking, okay, let me post it on Twitter. Um, you know, if, a public, if, if people want to kind of look at it and see it, they can, cool. But I was not expecting this kind of reaction from, from people. Like, what? Why the hell are people acting so much about, oh, why is Nabi in red? This is harsh, this is that, this is... Like, if, if people were at me about Shimikas, where they were, kind of, they were, I would have been, okay, cool, that's kind of a more debatable one. He's kind of won um, a cup for us, cool. But Nabi Kate was bought for £52 million. And there's no one that can tell me that he's repaid that worth to our team. He has not. He, he simply has not. And whilst he might be a good player, he's definitely not the player that we expected. You know what I'm saying? He, so, guy, like, how many transfers do you guys know that you wait a year to sign them? Like, you know what I'm saying? You wait, you, you comfortably wait a year. You say, okay, we're going to, this player's so good. We're not going to buy anyone this year. We're, we're going to wait, let him have one more year at RB Leipzig. And then we're going to take him next summer. So that, that, that again, that, that's even putting pressure on the transfer, and that's kind of saying that okay, this is our man. We're willing to wait for him. Cool. And then what we've seen over the years, it hasn't met, lived up to that price tag. You know, I, I was told that he's a hybrid of, of Pogba and Kante. <laughs> that, that, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's just simply not. That true. was the maddest comparison, by the way. What white man came up with that? Like two black footballers. He's Pogba and Kante. There we go. There he's, we go. He's the he's the witch doctor, man. That, that's all he is. But um, but just simply put, like he he hasn't stayed fit for a, a you know what I'm saying and long enough in in his whole tenure. Um, last season was probably the best season he stayed fit. But even last season, I, I think I would say last season is probably his best season. It is. But that's still not enough. You, who did who did you do an impression of last season? By the way, Jimmy <laughs> Woodnaldo. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> but um, like. It still wasn't enough. Um, the fact that I, also the fact that we've had to buy Thiago, um, we've had to buy other players. The players have come in. It's the indictment on Keita because Keita was meant to be the one guy in that, in that midfield. Oh, if been, know. Yeah, it would solve our problems and he would make our midfield more progressive. And Keita has not really made our midfield more progressive. Um, we haven't had to, we haven't been able to rely on him, and he's part of the reason why we have about eight or nine midfielders now. You know, what I'm saying we have Jones, we have Elliot, we have. Thiago, we have all these players because we can't rely on his availability. So um, whilst he's a good player and um, he's definitely got some talent, he hasn't definitely left, hasn't lived up to his expecta- ex- expectations for me anyway. Can I, can I add to something to this as well? I'm hoping you guys agree with me here. But like, you're right, Peter, he is talented, but he's not that good. Like, honestly, he's, he's just not that good. Like, he's good. He's decent. But he's not a fifty million pound player still. Well, it's inflated, yeah. So we can't say that now. But at the time, yeah, Listen, it wasn't a fifty million. The TLF player. media group are inflating that to eight. Yeah, we know how the streets. <laughs> we know how the streets work. And but, do you know what? Mush, I was looking at a list yesterday. I can't remember who posted, but it was like it was a list of Pogba, 
Gundogan, Verretti. And don't then tell me someone put Kato on that list. No, don't and Thiago. But I'm saying list. all of them have their injury problems, but you could not tell me that Kato's like, talent is equal to any of that them. Way, yeah. Of course not, man. Of course you, not. Thiago's got that thing. And Verratti's kind of like that as well. When you watch them both in warm-ups, you're like, oh, okay. Even in games, they're the best players, but they just never fit. But Kato's not, it's not that, Kato. I, I, I just think, like, Kato Supermax. Like, the best we've seen of Kato is what he should have been at his average level yeah. at this club. That's, because he's been injured, yeah. He hasn't done that enough. He doesn't even get to Supermax, right? So he's just... We've seen 50% of the 80% player we needed, basically. And it's just been... What What do people expect? The thing is, Pete, people are probably angry with you because they're looking at other names on the red list, right? And thinking, oh, why is Cater in there with them? No, I don't but, think it's that. I just think Cater has some stupid Twitter groupies for some reason, yeah. And do you know what, yeah? I'm going to take this as well. I'm going to take this responsibility for starting this because I know... Yeah, they use the statistics things... Sorry, Mark. The statistics thing's funny as well because they use the per 90 stats. It's like, oh, I'm going to use the per 90 stats for an injury-prone player. Okay. (laughs) That's a very good... It's like two per 90s every season and you're going to use two games as a sample. (laughs) You're going to use a a 768-minute sample size. Okay, cool. And this is the other thing. I'm even looking at the comments, guys. I'm looking at someone quote tweeting that ratings, that um, amber green red tweet, saying, you people's hatred of Kato is disgusting. Who wants to hate Kato? Oh, what what do you do? Know? I, I've, I've never seen a player. First of all, what does he mean by you people? <laughs> <laughs> now, people really don't understand. Yeah. And I don't think they've been listening to Copen long enough yet, yeah, but I used to be the Nabi Kato head, CEO. Like, Marco, Marco has a player more... ever got more chances? Has a player ever got uh, more chances? Off me, no. Nabi Kato got everything from man. I gave him so much leeway, but you can only give leeway for so long. And he's an amazing player, in my opinion. Like, I don't it's think he's the level amazing. of... Amazing. He's not amazing. He's a good player. He's not <laughs> the level of the Varatis, um The Who else do I want to call? Verratti's, Thiago's, he's not that level, but it may be the level below. So who would I group him with? I'd, be, I'd group him like 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 maybe like a Basuma type. Would you put him above Basuma personally? I, I, would you put would you put him in that like Kovacic category? No, no. Yeah, I no. think his I best level is the Kovacic category, but no. he doesn't show his best yeah, level. At his best, at his best. At I his think best. at his best he's Kovacic level. He's, so what is, he's, he's Kovacic so, average level. That's the way yeah. I put it. So we're saying that the, the be- his <laughs> best level is the Kovacic level. <laughs> his be- I've seen Kovacic hoop, you know, like hoop. Now, I've seen Kovacic hoop said. as well, but I've also seen Kato hoops. Oh, yeah, a Kato K- K- eight, a Kato eight is a Kovacic five. That's what I'm worried. Yeah, Kovacic six, seven. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's so deep. <laughs> so okay, so what what are what are Kato's best five games? Like best games. So like, um, there was a Crystal Palace one, the, the Man United one. The semi-final against City. Yeah, City, City, yes. United 5-0, but everyone played good in that United 5-0, yeah. so I'm not really Relax, like... Bro. Everyone, that United team was the worst United team I've ever that seen. Leicester yeah. cameo, good, that Leicester cameo, good Leicester cameo in the... Oh, we're putting cameos in! Oh, yeah, we're putting... That cameo was elite, I can't lie. Guys, if we're doing cameo, then... This is this what the per 90 people are eating, you know, <laughs> putting cameos in there. That is the cameo. If we're doing cameo, then post 
title win, lockdown cater. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Chelsea as well. Chelsea, Chelsea yeah. Well. That Chelsea game. Crazy. What, 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 the, what, so, so at the moment, we've got an FA Cup semi-final in there. We've got a game <laughs> break. We've got a Leicester cameo, and then we've got behind closed doors, end of season fracas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bournemouth, Bournemouth away, the one where you made two of Salah's goals. Oh, no, we've got yeah, Bournemouth yeah, was, in there. That, that, <laughs> that was a good game. Um, yeah, we, we're scraping the barrel here, boys. We're we really are. It's it's very far and few between. And I, I want to quickly recap the, the list from last week. Um, so the red category, uh, Marco Gruich, Stephen Corker, Camille Cabrera, Loris Carrius, who's now recently signed for Newcastle, which I thought was absolutely crazy. Um, Alex Meninga, Dominic Solanke. That was the one I didn't agree with you. Know. I thought that was an amber. Why? What did he do? Just for the <laughs> money we made. But yeah, yes, the he, he showed promise, man. I like he came on. He, he had a little bit of something about him. You know, he, he, guy, he scored a decent goal. I'm putting you know what? As his I'm only goal. I'm putting him in the amber because I like the cut of his jib. There we go. Um, <laughs> but no, I think people are being clouded by the money we recruit for some of these. So yeah, I think that's yeah. why. But if um, you look at tenures, then no. But yeah, carry on. Sorry. That's true. Nabi Kaita, obviously in the red, as we mentioned. Adrian in the red. Are people got annoyed at that? Which wow, is so why are people fighting for Adrian? I'm so pissed off at that. I finally, honestly. If you saw the Liverpool Legends team at this weekend, you could do anything and get into that at the moment. So it's ridiculous. <laughs> um, Andy Lonergan. Um, fair. <laughs> ben Davis. Ben, uh, people were complaining about Ben Davis um, and Ozan Kabak, which I mean, what else hurts. is Ben Davis? It hurts be? me, but uh, it hurts me to say that Kabak was shit, but he was. Um, in the amber category, <laughs> <laughs> in the amber category, Ragnar Clavin, which I agree what, with. Much disagreed with. I, I want to hear Mush's reason for the Clavin one. I don't know if you want to do it now. Or you just want to keep going. Yeah, go on. You got. You go on. I'll, I'll bring up the ones that I might. Okay. Cool. Uh, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, Jun Shakiri, Seth Vandenberg, with a caveat that he's still young and can prove himself. Uh, I think he'll be a serviceable Premier League defender at some point. Yeah. Possibly not for Liverpool. Takumi Minamino, Costa Shimakas, and Marcelo Pietaluga. And in the green category, I think this is comprehensively fair. Sadio Mane, Joel Matip, Andy Robertson, Ginny Wijnaldum, Mohamed Salah, Virgil van Dijk, Fabinho, Alison Becker, Harvey Elliott, Thiago Alcantara, Jota, Canate, and Diaz. And obviously, uh, we're, and obviously we're not... Rush, put... Mount Rushmore right there, bro. That's a good list, man. That's a, that's a, that's a nice little list. Um, so, yeah. I agree. I, I'm pretty fair with all that list, to be fair, apart from the Solanke one. Um, but, <laughs> but that's just that's yeah, that's just that's just me. I think we'll just go for us one, innit? Yeah, why did 14 or something like that? <laughs> yeah, but think, think, think of the memories, Mark. You're not thinking of the memories. Uh, <laughs> um... I think Ox is very fair in the amber. It's kind of in that same kind of category, but you kind of cut in some slack considering that you almost like his knee basically exploded on the pitch. Um, he has, but, he actually has like five or six games where it's like he has memorable ball. moments. Ox he has bo- box office moments. Right? Yeah, he has literally, moments like yeah, seriously. literally. Give me the Hollywood moments over. You know, he's, this is an MCU film. This isn't an independent art house. This isn't A twenty four. You know, what even I mean? last season when our forwards are gone to Afcon, he pops up with gold. He pops up and he does his thing. Yeah, so fair play. But go on, Mush. Nah, um, Clavan, I'm putting in green, not because he's been amazing, but bro. Okay. 4.3 mil. Yeah. Yeah. And and the other bit is, all the other ones who were cheap were crap. Do you get what I mean? Some of them were crap. Like, Adrian was free, but he was shit. Like, 
Cavan actually did nothing wrong. No one really ripped him. Nah, nah, nothing, nothing wrong. wrong. Nothing wrong's where we always go wrong as Liverpool fans. That's why James Milner still starts for us. No, 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 no. I just say nothing's wrong. Okay, I want yeah. you, Marco, Marco. I want you to tell me where Clavan did something that was so below the level of Liverpool. The other players who came, I don't think it's. I don't think it's below the level of Liverpool yet. But the Liverpool that I would like here is eight million for Andy Robertson. Like, that's the level. So yeah. if you're comparing four point two, but that, that's not okay. But then, then we're being subjective, right? Because if it's at the level of Andy Robertson, Andy level, Andy Robertson is like super green. Do you get what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. for like four mil, for like four mil, yeah, I want someone that's. No, it, 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 I hear what Mush is saying. Like, Mush, is, it's right in terms of like it's a good signing, but the caliber of players on yeah, that green exactly. list, Callum cannot. He cannot. I'm sorry, he cannot. <laughs> That's that's a, it's a steady signing. It's not like a a great signing. It's just a steady. But that, do you know, do you I know think I said on pod. Yeah, I think I said on pod. I would put him uh, amber green, like in the middle. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I put him and Tacky in amber green. That's and what I put Tacky middle green. And also, listen, man. If we had if we had Clavan for for twenty twenty one when we had all the centre back injuries, I think we'd, be we'd have been all right. You know, we'd have been fine. Yeah, in Thailand, I don't know. I don't know. And guys, can we, can we talk about how much everyone rates Costa Shimkas in our group? Oh, Peter, you know my views on this, my brother. What the hell? <laughs> Since when? Guys are saying that he can start. I don't even want to say it because no, might, no, say it. Co- no, 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 no. Give them the content. Say it. Start for Real Madrid. Don't say the name, but say Costa it. Shimkas can start for Real Madrid. Jacob, Jacob. People don't they were saying that like he's like one of the best <laughs> fullbacks. Like in the what? It's an overzinchenko. Should we rattle some other fan bases? Because I know we've got some of our ops listening. Yeah, that's what I didn't want to say. It, but yeah, guys, 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 listening from our Chelsea hours, from our touchy gooners. We, we certain certain man in the KEF conglomerate think that he's better than Cucurella. Think that he's better than Zinchenko. So. Come and collect your left backs, man, because apparently our backup ones. Are better. <laughs> so come and collect your left backs, you know. Because that's where you I... can bring in the per ninety. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd just like to say that I don't think I share those views whatsoever. I'm actually opposite. <laughs> do I not think... attach any association with this well, to me whatsoever. <laughs> I, I honestly, do you know what the worst bit is? I've been saying this. I've been tweeting this like once a week since the season started. Everyone says Robertson's playing crap. And everyone ignores that one hour later when Simakas comes on, he plays worse. That Palace game was. Go back and look at all of our attacks doing games, yeah. yeah. Look at how much I slandered to Miskas in his cameos. He's had two good cameos, yeah, and one good game this whole season. I've well, been not, on you're scrapping the Bournemouth. I think you got about like three assists in the Bournemouth game. Scrap that. Scrap that. Scrap that. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Can we can we, can we like make a solemn <laughs> vow from now on that when we do analysis of like all Liverpool games from this season, we just omit the Bournemouth game because it's shit. <laughs> but do you know it's, what it is? Okay, I, I he so he won us an FA Cup in terms of his penalties. That's a great moment to have. Cool. He will never be in red because of that. But to go on to green for me, he has he hasn't even had a consistent run of like five or six games where he's been our left back. And he's been solid for us. I disagree with that. Beginning of last season, when Robbo got injured, he had that, he had that little run. Like two or three games, though, not it? Yeah, it was two games. games. Yeah, it was literally like two or three games. I thought, I thought, I thought, I thought, I thought it was more than that. In. The and then Robinson came straight back in. Back in. The Chelsea yeah, game. Was, uh, was, oh, was, you, you know the Chelsea game that Elliot Henderson played centre mid? Yeah, uh, I think it was... Robinson came straight back in. We drew that game, innit? We drew, yeah, and we people were asking for Timiskas to have started. Yeah, but Robinson started. 
Boys, sorry to interrupt, breaking. I've just realised, Krish, we, we need to find some of our KEF members here. A massive oversight in their traffic light system. Boys, you didn't rate Divock Origi in this. Oh, was he not he was, he was, he was Nah, he's not Klopp signing. He was Roger signing. Oh, okay, okay, cool. cool. Uh, Divock, would be, Divock would be green for man still. Listen, when we did, as, as, as Tim... Big Patreon subscriber, Sim asked for great guy. Um, I, that went a bit Trump, then. I don't know why. Great guy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, we will do the Brendan Rogers rating system at some point. Um, when we do, well, yeah, well, we'll do that on the uh, Brendan Rogers part two. Who's more of a legend, Divo Corrigi or Genie Wijnaldum? Divo Corrigi, man. Boxer. Yeah, it has to be. Oh, so. yeah. oh, you guys, Genie was. Uh, the GD was good, he, yeah, but you need to stop to with this pro. No, no, you guys, need to stop. you guys, so you guys are rating playing 30, what, 38 games out of 38 games. I'm, I'm, I'm about the moments, man. I'm about the moments, oh, baby. Of oh, a club man. team running the hard yards of a just. This is getting close to home, isn't it? This is getting. Nah, you guys are bad. I think, I Listen, know, man. They're close, Listen, but. We were talking about AC Villal earlier. Apparently, you know, Ginny's not setting in properly. Not Ginny. Um, Arigi's not setting in properly. Listen, we don't bring, care. Bring, <laughs> we don't bring, care. That, bring him home, man. We're bringing him home. You know we what I mean? Care. We're bringing him home. We but do care. Cut price. Don't care, I'll take him, by the way. Bro, I'll take him back on loan. You know what I mean? 24 months loan. We'll, we'll take him back. I, I I, so I, I think out of any of those those green, I think they're more to the ones that are maybe not armor, but like they're the ones that are not as like green, 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 green. You know what I'm saying? But... Um, Everyone in that green category is super without, green. without yeah. prejudice, a fantastic signing. It's you can't even question it. Um, who would you actually say the best sign of the bunch is? Because it's Salah, I think it's Salah and Van Dyke. Because yeah. I think yeah. it's Salah, 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 Salah. I think no, 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 no. Let's put Virgin Money as well. Let's put those three up there: Salah, Money, Van Dyke. Oh, Salah, man. I'm it's Allison for me. Alison, oh, I can see that. I can okay, see okay. that. But, and to be honest, there's even an argument for Robbo in it at eight. No, 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 there is not. No. <laughs> we get it, man. You found something nice, yellow sticker at Morrison. Listen, man. I know. It, I know. It, I know, <laughs> yeah, I know bro, it, you know. You know those yellow stickers, yeah. That might be on a piece what? of stick that goes out of stick. You found a maple. You found a maple pecan flipping pastry at yellow sticker. <laughs> Let's not celebrate that too much. Yeah, this is, no, you should. Got bro. It's going to be Nah, for me it's Virgil though. For me it's Virgil only because look, Mane Salah. It was all fun and games until Virgil came, man. We were getting goals. It was you know everyone liked watching us, and people started to hate us when Virgil came, man, because that's when we became business, man. Yeah, <laughs> and seeing a defender kind of go for a Ballon d'Or, that, that that's something I've never seen in my lifetime in terms of a Liverpool defender either. So that's crazy. But my Salah argument is that we. Bought the greatest goal scorer in modern history, Liverpool modern history. Like we bought the best player since Steven Gerrard. Like that's different. That's nah, different. Nah, nah. Luis Suarez is better than him, bro. No, but no. LFC tenure, man. LFC no. tenure. I don't care yeah. about no. I don't care about no racist there still. No, yeah, yeah. This is the, oh, it's you not... can do all this. You can do the BLM, but you know it's true. Hey, you hey, bro, bro, it's always BLM. Wow. Always BLM. Hey, Mush, strike one. I re- <laughs> strike one. Strike one. <laughs> But, listen, yeah. listen, man. I like to say that I stand with my black brothers and they're fighting against everything. <laughs> so I don't. Bring I, me with I would shirt, like okay? to say that I never have. Yeah. Like to say that. said, I'm doubling down. You know. Let's go. Listen, yeah, listen. Yeah. You see where this new government's headed? I've got. A, I, I know where I've got to go. Yeah. I know where I've got to <laughs> go. Listen, man. Just, Chris, yeah, made a point yeah, for yeah. Alison. I want to hear the Alison point. Yeah, Alison. Uh, I, I think 
I saw it. I saw an Ali. I saw the Alisson comp last week, and you know how I feel about Alisson. I think he's he's the best goalkeeper in the world by far. Um, it's just a transformational effect he's had on everything. You, mm. you see how many goals he saves per season. I think something last last season it was something crazy like fourteen goals or something like that. Um, and he's the difference between us winning and losing matches in like really crucial periods. He's just so good at what he does, like the little things. And when you watch other teams and see their goalkeepers, yeah, you kind of compare it. And, and I, made, I think I made the point to you guys like a few weeks ago. It's like we're so lucky to not even have like a fantastic goalkeeper, but just a fantastic footballer in general. He's he's yeah. that good. Um, and like he's probably the best goalkeeper I've seen since like prime, like you know, 2012. No, yeah. And this high line, yeah. If we didn't have Addison and goal, chase, bro. Well, even if we had like someone like Mendy in goal, yeah, we would be shitting ourselves, fam. Bro, the goals would be conceding left, right, center. Oh, <laughs> damn. Nah, shout out Allison. Do you know what, Chris? I can see. I I can't even dispute that. Yeah. Amazing, like amazing keeper because the fundamentals are just crazy, man. I don't think Allison ever does the whole pats it into trouble, doesn't catch something he shouldn't catch. Like, he just... Do you know what's mad with Alisson, yeah? And I think I remember saying this, maybe, like, three months ago, and it... There's times when he just catches the ball, yeah, and it's, it looks like the most simple thing ever, but the amount of pressure it relieves, the yeah. way he does it, like, he makes it look so easy. Mm. Hey, listen, man, after seeing that YouTube goalkeeper at the weekend, oh, I'm not taking any oh, goalkeepers for granted at the moment. Indeed. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, say, say he won't be playing for uh, Touchline 11 soon. Um, that's that's for sure. Um, oh, let's, Pete, let's, Noah, Noah Beck might be better than Genie. You know? They might need to hold that. Bro, what's this? What is this? What is this agenda? <laughs> I saw that Philly comp though. Philly for right to the mid. That Philly comp was moving me a lot more than that Sangare comp, boy. <laughs> a lot more. Listen, man, the Chunks comp was moving more than the Sangare compilation, boy. I don't know, that was a freaky. That Sangare compilation was trash. Um, <laughs> um Let's move on to Liverpool's October and the outlook. Um, there's a shit ton of games. So, we, obviously, we played Brighton on Saturday. So, we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten games in October. Oh, what? No. Um, we're going to have to see Arthur by force. I told you. I told you. He's coming. Listen, man. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Arthur's got, Arthur's got to accelerate that diet plan that he's going through, man. Listen, man, they're going to get, have to get Arthur on the fat burners, all sorts of things, you know. <laughs> I mean, him in a sweatsuit. Um, Jesus. Uh, and we've got two games postponed that need to be plugged in at some point, so God knows when they're going to play. They'll be next December at this rate. Um, so it's 10 games. We're getting a lot of people back from injury. A lot of people have actually been on pretty... I mean, I hate international football. I've made that no secret. I don't even watch it. Um, I was forced to watch some of England, Italy at the pub on Friday and I almost, like, gagged. Um, that's how much I hate it. Um, pause. Um, but a lot of our players have been in pretty good form and the ones you want to be in good form. Obviously, Salah scores a few for Egypt. Jota bags a goal for Portugal. Virgil scores last night for the Netherlands. Um, and Darwin Nunes scored earlier on today for Uruguay. So it's been a nice kind of reset moment for, for a lot of them to kind of go away, clear their heads a little bit, get some minutes under, get some minutes under their belt, come back and hopefully replicate that same form. And the big news that obviously Ibrahim Kanate is going to be back in training this week. 
it's more recovery period for guys like Tiago who didn't go on holiday, uh, didn't go uh, didn't go away on international duty. Um, Henderson played a very odd ten minutes from what I was told yesterday, and it looked it awful. Was so shit when he came, <laughs> <up>. <laughs> he was crap. Oh, I, can't, I still can't believe that guy went on international duty. The negligence there from every single person involved <laughs> is utterly diabolical. If you're an insurer watching that, you're thinking, I'm putting your premiums up at least by twenty percent. So. <laughs> Yeah, God knows what's going on with the ligaments. But we've all like the nice, you know, we've had, we've had that break. It's been good for us as fans. I genuinely like to think it's been good for them as players, as we saw against Ajax. A bit more of a fully functioning team, what it can do. There were some deficiencies, some bozo moments, but ultimately they overcame it and they won the game. Do you think with a little bit of renewed energy, a little bit of pump underneath them, they can attack this daunting looking October with some certainty? Because there are some fairly tough pictures in there as well. I think I think the main thing, bro, is firstly the, the pathetic approach of it can't get any worse than what we saw before international break. That's the honest and first truth. And then, then the, the next part is, bro, like you said, 10 games in a month. Honestly, if we have a good October, everything that went before will be forgotten. Like it will, it can, this month can flip our whole season. We can go back to, I bet you, if we have a good month, 10 games, let's say we win eight, lose one, draw one or something. Yeah. By the end of this month, people will be saying after the World Cup, Liverpool are top three favourites to win the Champions League or something like that. Like mm-hmm. mentality and momentum are things that are really easy to swing in your favour with two or three good results. And it's, especially when you're winning, and we felt that a lot the last few years when we were good, you want to see Liverpool play all the time. Do you get what I mean? And and there's there's small fixes, man. Like you've got you've got a game every three days. Let's start on small things, Brexit things, like flipping, let's start outrunning the opposition again. Let's start creating chances and chances and chances again. Let's these players have scored an international duty. Let's make them enjoy, let's want make Darwin think, yo, I want to score my first few goals for Liverpool. I want my first away goal. I want my first hat trick. Like there's so many small ticks and milestones you can hit in this month that can completely flip your mentality before this World Cup, I think. Yeah, for sure. I, I agree. That point about going on a good run, yeah, um, that can completely change us. Uh, our, um, I don't think the table as well, the table, like we've seen, even like May United, like they had a horrendous start and then they've gone on a good run and um, they've climbed up the table you know what I'm saying so there's no reason why we can't do the same in terms of what I would like to see I would personally like to see something different from this team obviously like playing at 4 3 and like going back to basics is also quite important but um, if we could change like maybe play a 4 3 one at times when maybe we haven't got enough like free midfielders um, enough to play or we can go to like a 4-4-2 at times I would love to see that you know what I'm saying if we can go to like a 4 3 one and maybe like Fabinho and Thiago Holden or Fabinho and Henderson Holden and like um, Fabinho on a 10 or Cavalli on a 10 then I, I would love to see it um, just something different another weapon to add to our bowl and to incorporate more attackers into the side as well um, would be nice. And just yeah, different systems. So, like, we're not constantly just um, relying on this this one system. And, and the system is so reliant on players like Thiago and Kate staying fit when we know that they, they we can't. You know what I'm saying? So maybe another system where we don't have to rely on so many fielders to be fit would be nice. So, yeah, a little bit of a change. Um, and we've had some time off, so hopefully they've been working on just some di- some little tweaks here and there. So, yeah, that that would be nice. 
Yeah, I'm completely with you guys. And one thing that I always think about Liverpool is we tend to play a lot better when we have a hard run of games, when we have that rhythm and that consistency. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing, so I'm definitely with Mush about the whole we can't play any worse than this, and that's exactly what I was on, I guess, the top four run when we end up getting top four and I was chatting shit about we're definitely going to make it, we're definitely going to make it because I couldn't see us getting any worse than losing six games in a row. Um, I personally think with Thiago back in, it changes a lot. I want to see Arthur bad at, if he's anything like half the player that we imagine he could be, that would help significantly. If he's able to stay fit in this, I guess, do the Thiago role to a decent enough standard, um, then that would be great. I also want to see a little bit of a change, like Peter was saying, in terms of maybe a 4-2-3-1. I know we've been doing that, I guess, out of possession where Thiago slots next to Fabinho and you have Elliot kind of roaming a little bit more. So in possession where you have Elliot roaming a little bit more. But I would like to see a structural change as opposed to just changes within a certain formation because Klopp seems to wedded to this 4-3-3 and it seems so easy to figure out one thing I do want to see as well is a bit quicker passing. So, like, one of our major attacking outlets was, before anyway, was Salah getting isolated against his fullback. It'll be a big switch from Van Dijk straight to Salah's feet. Salah's isolated against his fullback and he's able to put in some work and we'll always have Trent overlapping in that space that would offer an option as well, take away a defender or something like that. So, I want to see that. I want to see Trent overlapping again because this whole sitting in the midfield area is... Decent, like he's a good enough creative player to do that, but I want to see him overlapping because it changes the dynamic on that right hand side when he's always sitting in because it's one less runner that you need to mark, and stationary players are way easier to mark than mobile players. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, can I, ask, can I ask you guys a question? And Chris, I guess I probably because you're you look at underlying, non underlying kind of traits before we sign a player, right? Before, mm-hmm. Like you're normally good at that. In in terms of where I see the biggest incremental difference we can make in this team, yeah, for me it's Darwin, right? The most un the most untapped like possibility there is is Darwin. Everyone else we kind of know what we can get out of them. What ways do you think we can play in terms of formation and style that you think sees a completely revitalized and and kind of effective Liverpool with Darwin in the team? Play how you did last season with Jota as the number nine, but you just kind of replace it like for like with Nunez. So you don't do what you've been doing with the system in previous weeks where you've got Salah kind of out wired. You kind of have a lot of more one-two movement between him and him and Nunez because they link up quite well. It's one of the things that worked really well for him at Benfica when he was playing with... Oh, shit, I can't remember what that guy's name is. Rafa. Rafa Silva. That's yeah. the one, Rafa Silva. So their, their intricacies on the on the right, on that right hand side that we paired really well. So they want to replicate something like that. And again, you can form a fairly decent triangle there with Trent as well. So it enable them too. So you've at least got a little bit of a pressure valve there as as well. So I think that's that's the one thing you can really do to kind of bury him. But again, it's just being more intricate and more precise with how you approach your build up play. So you want to get more clear and obvious opportunities where you can kind of put in a decent ball or work it into the areas where you know... You launch that in, Blair. What the fuck? Bro, you, don't, you, you don't mean the Robertson from 54 yards out arced across... Trent! Trent launching that, he's like bloody like fire or something like that. Like, yes. what are you doing? Trent has been so lazy with it. Like, he's not even trying to 
creating angles. I'm gonna do that guy has been holding down L1 triangle like a big man and just launching launching balls. Do you know do you know what annoyed me though? I think was it the RB Leipzig game in preseason where Trent Salah looked very, very sharp linking up and that whole right side was working extremely well and created the Nunes goals. I think they just need to revert to that. Obviously the Nunes red card like takes out a lot of rhythm. He's probably his confidence is probably so not to put his comments on disabled on Instagram and shit like that. So I know he's definitely seen a lot of the noises probably rattled. And it's a lot of pressure to put resilience here, brother. Yeah, resilience <laughs> stuff. Um, show me some of that. Show me some of that. I need to see it live or in the flesh. I need you Let's... to be able to shoulder that burden because if you do come through this period and you're able to score the goals that we need, you're gonna be a Miles better of a player, and you're going to be able to sharp some of those haters in it. So, how, how do you think we maximize the left side, guys, with that Diaz and Robertson not being quite in sync? Even though Diaz has been playing well as an individual, I think it's Thiago helps that. Thiago. Yeah, yeah, Thiago. Thiago helps that a lot. And also, Robertson at some point has to play himself back into form. You know what I'm saying? Or it becomes a problem. You know what I'm saying? It might just have to because he like he hasn't he hasn't been he's been good and bad. So I think he ended last season quite well and he started this season quite bad. And he started last season quite bad. So at some point he's gonna have to play himself into form and he's gonna have to do a lot better. You know what I'm saying? Otherwise people 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 are gonna have to look for other solutions, people are gonna have to take his place. So weekly weekly Simicas, yeah, don't kill me. <laughs> yeah, you mean but, but, yeah. Best, best 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 in the world because Shimikas is gonna have to come. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, and also it, Jota, Jota can also play on that left wing as well so obviously Diaz doesn't have to play every single game but um, hopefully Thiago would help that and you know what I'm saying he's more of a sink he's more of a controller and he can find um, Diaz so that, that should help that a bit and I think this October guys we're going to have to we're going to find out a lot this October yeah, we're going to see it like, so we're gonna, like, I think at the end of this October we come to a conclusion on Darwin Nunes like fully like okay you know what I'm saying this is the man for us or we're gonna to have to maybe play with Jota, which I, I, th- I think he will be the man for us. But this October, this run of games, I think we will fully, fully come to a conclusion on Darwin Nunes. The thing is, Pete, you're right because essentially Klopp needs to just look at him and tell him that you have a chance to make history at this club yeah. every every 72 hours. Literally every 72 hours, yeah. you can add to the history of this club if you believe sure. you're good enough. That's all you need to tell him. Yeah. For sure. So what you say, what you're saying is, he needs to look at Darwin and say, "We all have the same 24 hours." <laughs> Words to Molly May. And <laughs> yeah. That's that's what we're saying. And again, this Keep October, it's, door, it's going to be it's going to be crucial for Arthur as well. We're going to really we're going to see if Arthur's right, getting Arthur's played. creasing me, bro. Arthur, he ain't ready. I know he's not ready. He's, <laughs> I know he's not ready as well. He's, he's really trying to play in centre mid. That, that's what it is, bro. He's panicking, bro. This dieting and this whatever. No, 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 I can't even lie to you. Getting fit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a serious battle, bro. It's a serious. Bro, it is a battle. Do you know? You know what it is? It. As soon as you drop off a little bit, like bro, it takes so much battle. to get back to it. And football fitness isn't the same as like normal. No, fitness. It is completely. You could just different. be, you could be bare fit normally, but when you get onto a picture and someone's running at you like a hundred percent. You're gonna to have to chase them back, and you're thinking, "No, come on, like intense sprints back and forth." Intense. There's even there's even like the mental aspect of it, like in terms of um, you see someone making a run, and you want to be a bit lazy, so you think, "Oh yeah, the ball's not gonna go to him," but you know you should. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One second, yeah. If you take that little one second to debate that in your mind, it's already gone, especially at the top level, isn't it? That one second means you're a little bit behind your man. If they get the ball, they'll probably throw and go. 
So you just need to make your decisions quickly and just trust your body that that's what it's going to be. And sometimes play through the barrier, innit? Sometimes yeah. we need a little desire and passion and that's where the whole outrunning your opposition comes into it and those statistics being extremely, well, bowling extremely well for teams that are playing well. When you're able to put in that passion and put in those extra yards, yeah, it always helps. I think I think the big reveal is going to be that I'm looking at the fixtures, that Arsenal away on 9th October is going to be a tough one. I think that's where you're coming up against a team who are, you know, tails tails up high, ready to go. And I, and my worry is all the areas where we've been quite weak, they're looking quite strong, right? They're running hard, passing smooth, belief, the atmosphere at the Emirates is great. They're good structure. They're fantastic structurally and we are awful structurally at the moment. <laughs> so that, that, that's, that's the one where it's just like, oof. but we have got better players than them and obviously on our day we should be better than them, but they're looking fantastic structurally and we're not. I think I've always said this. Well, I've said this to a couple people in passing, like, oh, past three weeks. I'm scared of that game still. And it's because I'm always scared of teams that are able to play through the press. And right now they look like they do it with ease. Yeah. Yeah. And our press is not looking that good at the moment. So if What, they, what if press? They, that could be the yeah, press. It's just the yeah, running and then no one... <laughs> just dog, just, just dog, yeah? Yards, yeah. Right? Just, yeah, just pure... Yeah, boy. <laughs> We'll see, that man. coordinated press, boy. I don't know where that's been this whole season. <laughs> there's, there's, we also got to talk about why the fuck does Diaz just turn up when we get someone sent off or when we go go behind? Because like, he, <laughs> he, he just man, he's got that dog, bro. He's got that dog. He's but got... Diaz can't play without dog. That's the worst. Thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Diaz, Diaz kills me. It's like for thirty minutes, he'll be like the best player of the pitch. But like the extra, the, the other sixties, like he's got bad bunny just playing for his head throughout the entire <laughs> game, man. It's like, oh, bro, come on. They switch on all the time, but it's, it's going to be an interesting month. Just looking at the, yeah. just looking at the Nunes stats now, by the way, he's averaging eight shots a game, and he's only played a hundred something minutes. So like he's going to get goals. Hundred percent goals. It's the thing, man. So it, I don't know why people are getting worried in that. Just it's, get it's, them, man. He's seen. Look, Haaland's become like God these last ten <laughs> weeks because of this. Just score. You don't even need to. Haaland's getting seven touches a game, bro, and he, he's becoming like you know. Written it's just Harlan's a different source in it, like. <laughs> no one said that, that one. That one, yeah. I, I, like. It really, it really might be. We all have the same twenty-four hours, you know. At that point, um, that one. like them Insta baddies. Like, hey, 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 fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I just well, work at a local. Oh, what, what, what? You got? What do you mean by that, brother? Go on, don't elaborate. I'm saying that we're still we're working at a local level. We're trying to find, you know what I'm saying, the 500 followers. Peter's yeah. talking about 350 likes and then Harlan's <laughs> yeah. on 23,000. You just got to know levels. Yeah. Man's firing off a DM like, you have a good day, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> it's never going to happen. There's gems to be made. But. Yeah, yeah um, diamonds are made under pressure and Liverpool will be under pressure in October with the fixture pile up as we saw there. What what a promo that was, ever the consummate professional I am. Uh, and of course, for all of your content needs, the Copper Breakfast Patreon page is the only place to be from £3 a month. Head over to www.patreon.com forward slash Copper and subscribe today. This has been a really good pod. I've had a lot of fun. Uh, it's been a fun Tuesday evening with some absolutely fantastic fellas to talk about all things in Football Book Club. I've been your host, Chris, and I've been joined by Mark, Peter and Mush. Let us know what you thought. Leave us a lovely review on either Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Uh, We really appreciate it. Uh, We will be with you, uh, lovely Patreon subscribers, uh, on 
Friday and Saturday for the weekend preview and the instant post-match reaction show. But if you are not subscribing, oh, I've just been informed some lovely breaking news that we'll be doing some Twitter spaces throughout the week as well. Um, the man who runs these is in the chat with me right now. So Mush, what you got planned for us, man? Nah, bro. I think um, I think everyone's kind of been missing, been missing it, man. We we've kind of all avoided talking about the football in Liverpool. So uh, we had a great um, space last time, but it was more of a, it was more of a agony on, um, agony on, like let go of your sorrows um, session last time. But we had some great great stuff from a lot of our regular listeners. I know that we got a lot more interaction from from a few different people as well. So yeah, um, maybe at least once or twice a week. We'll, we'll all be catching up. So you guys who are listening in, make sure you're, you're sharing your thoughts constantly. And we're, we're always open to listening. It's not just one or two voices of the pod members. It's literally everyone gets an equal time to talk about the club that we all love, man. So make sure you join us throughout the month. That's what you, that's what you, that's what you come to expect from the greatest Liverpool podcast on the internet. You know, open inclusion, fantastic content, both free and premium. What do you want, man? So... That's, that is all from us this week. We'll catch you next week uh, when we'll hopefully be discussing another three points for Liverpool. And I think he's, I think we'll be reviewing a Champions League victory as well, hopefully as well. So touch wood that all goes well. But until then, we'll see you soon. Peace. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.